Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Ever since Governor Gavin Newsom took office in 2019, there have been efforts to recall him. Gubernatorial recall elections are threatening to become a kind of California tradition. Only 20 states can recall a sitting governor, and here in California, the law that establishes that rule goes all the way back to 1911. Now, 110 years later, an election seeking to oust the governor is happening again for only the second time in the state's history. And the race is tighter than you think. The recall effort started off as a right-wing fringe movement, but it gained traction during the pandemic. From his infamous French laundry dinner in Napa to heated partisan debates about how to manage coronavirus, Newsom has been mostly quiet about the recall. But now, it might be time for Newsom to finally galvanize his base if he wants to stay in office. Here to give us the latest is Alexi Kossif from the Chronicle's Sacramento Bureau. Alexi, you've been keeping an eye on the recall election before many of us really started paying attention. We're just weeks away from ballots going out to voters. But it didn't always look like things would reach this point. How exactly did we get here? Yeah, well, this has been a long process in the making, more than a year now, uh, which is hard to believe. But um, proponents last year and in the summer really started collecting signatures uh, to try and recall the governor. You know, there was a lot of frustration around his restrictions related to the pandemic um, that were motivating people to get out there and, and try and qualify this recall. Um, but things didn't take off until the fall when, because of the pandemic, these um, organizers got an extra four months to uh, collect signatures. And right around that time was when the governor was caught uh, dining at the French Laundry. It shone a lot of more of a spotlight on him on the recall effort. And things started to pick up from there. And mm-hmm. so, you know, nearly... Uh, Two million signatures collected later. Um, This thing is on the ballot, and uh, we're just a couple weeks away from voting starting. So a lot of Californians wanted this recall election to happen. Can you give us a sense of how close this race actually is? Yeah, well, it's probably a lot closer than anybody might have expected, given that this is a very Democratic state. Uh, You know, Newsom is a Democratic governor. He was elected overwhelmingly in 2018 by record margins. And yet there was a poll that's just come out uh, from from UC Berkeley and the Los Angeles Times that shows um, at least among likely voters, this thing is basically in a dead heat. 47% Mm. want to remove Newsom from office. 50% want to keep him, which is just outside the margin of error for the poll. You know, it's essentially tied there. Um, You know, among the broader electorate, it's not as close. It's 36% in favor to 51% opposed. And that gets to the very fundamental problem for Newsom and Democrats in this race is that their voters are not excited and they're not engaged. And as a result, uh, they're not likely at this moment, you know, to turn out. 
And it's given this huge advantage to Republicans and, you know, given them a path forward to potentially oust him. And so, you know, over the next couple of months, um, Newsom is really going to have to, you know, fire up that Democratic base and and turn out those voters. So is there a sense that there is a good chunk of Democrats who might be willing to see him leave office? Not so much. That that was definitely a storyline that was being pushed by the recall organizers. Hey, this is a bipartisan, nonpartisan kind of effort. It it really stretches the ideological spectrum. But this recent poll shows that more than 90% of Democrats would vote against the recall. Doesn't mean they mm. love Newsom right now, but they're mm-hmm. not willing to, you know, throw him out of office ahead of, you know, re-election ahead of the end of his term. Conversely, Republicans are more than 90% in favor of recalling him. So it's this very split electorate, and the question comes down to these nonpartisan independent voters um, who are, you know, fairly split, almost 50-50, and there's all kinds of questions now about who's actually going to show up, who's going to turn out, and are there things that are going to happen in the next couple of weeks that are going to change the picture and convince people who were in favor of recalling him to keep him or vice versa. And so at this point, who has thrown their hat into the ring? There always seems to be a little bit of a circus around (laughs) recall elections. You know, the last time this happened, we had all kinds of different candidates. Who's in the running now? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think everybody expected that we might have this repeat of 2003 when there were 135 candidates, there were porn stars, there were comedians, you know, former child stars, high school students, just any different thing you could possibly imagine, right? And Mm -hmm. um, the sequel has not been quite as uh, big of a deal. Uh, There's 46... We have Caitlyn Jenner, though. We do have Caitlyn Jenner. There's 46 people this time. And yeah, you have a couple bullface names. You have Caitlyn Jenner, the the former Olympian and reality TV star. Um, And you have, you know, some folks who come from the political world. Um, Kevin Faulkner is the former mayor of San Diego, uh, who just left office in in December, you know, he's sort of touted his credibility as a Republican who won in a city that was leaning increasingly Democratic. Um, you know, state legislator Kevin Kiley, who's been one of the most vocal opponents of Newsom throughout the coronavirus pandemic over, you know, sort of criticizing him for restrictions that he said went too far, and he's sort of gained a falling there. Um, you have Larry Elder, who's a conservative talk radio host, and um, he jumped into the race quite late. Um, only a couple of weeks ago, but already polls show that he's at the front of the pack. And so it looks like um, it looks like Republican voters are kind of excited by him and maybe lining up behind him and, and he could be the one to sort of zoom to the front of the pack. Aside from bashing on Newsom and the way he's handled the pandemic, are there things that these candidates are saying about their platform specifically that would make them a strong candidate at this point, someone like Larry Elder? Yeah, you know, you have a real mix. I think uh, someone like Larry Elder right now is is much more 
drawing in interest because of his name and just because of what he represents, he would actually be the first black governor in California. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's got this following from his radio show. And so, you know, he's, he's more of maybe a name at this point, but there's others who are definitely starting to put out plans. Um, big issues that are, are sort of dominating the conversation are homelessness, um, Mm -hmm. which as you can imagine is, is, you know, a big top issue for voters all across the state. Um, another big issue that we're hearing about a lot is crime. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's been some dispute over whether um, and how much crime is rising in California. Certainly, we've seen homicide rates go up last year, but a lot of the conversation actually that candidates are focusing on is about retail crime. Um, and, you know, there's a big dispute now about how much and if retail crime is actually increasing, but certainly it's more visible than ever. There's been a lot of viral videos showing people sort of grabbing and dashing out of stores. And so a lot of the candidates are saying, hey, we need to we need more police. We need more funding to deal with this. This is just sort of an, an example of the lawlessness of California under Gavin Newsom. And, and they're mm-hmm. really hitting that issue hard. You're listening to Fifth and Mission. You can support this show and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So this recall election taking place, in some ways, this is a problem that Democrats have created for themselves. Last month, Democratic lawmakers voted to speed up this recall election. Why did they do that? Yeah, they very quickly, you know, rushed through this bill in the legislature to undo some provisions of the recall process that they themselves created only a couple years ago. And it allowed them to set this recall much sooner for September 14th, which is coming up really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, the thinking at that point was we're coming out of the pandemic, things look good, we're reopening, the governor's held steady on polling, let's just get this thing over with and move on. Um, you know, it originally seemed like, you know, this thing was going to drag out all the way till, till November. Mm-hmm. And now it's looking like that could blow up in their faces because Democrats are not engaged in the race, they're not that excited, and, you know, the the governor doesn't have a whole lot of time to turn that around. You know, we're looking at less than two months here until the election and only a few weeks until mail ballots start hitting mailboxes. California voters might be looking at this and be wondering about the numbers. There's a lot of money involved here. Do we know how much this is going to cost the state of California? The estimates right now are about a, um, a quarter billion dollars. Uh, mm. You know, the... Uh, that's like more than $200 million just to pay counties to, you know, conduct the election at the local level to do, you know, mailing of the ballots, printing of the ballots, you know, run the polling stations, all of that kind of stuff. 
and um, and then another $35 million or so estimated for the state's own administrative responsibilities. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is certainly a big criticism that Gavin Newsom and others have made about the whole process. Why do we need to spend all this money? We have another gubernatorial election coming up just over, you know, in another year from now in, in November 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, we should just hold off. Um, and, you know, the response from recall organizers obviously would be, you're running our state into the ground, you know, I'll pay anything to kind of get, get him out of here. So, <laughs> uh, you know, depending, I think on, on, on where you stand along the partisan uh, spectrum, you, you may have a different perspective on whether that's too much money or not for this, for this election. And there's a ton of money being poured into this with big name backers, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Gavin Newsom now, I think the the most recent numbers I saw has raised, uh, his campaign has raised more than $36 million so far. Um, a lot of it coming from, uh, from um, organized labor, from, from public employee unions, um, as well as, you know, tech moguls like Reed Hastings of Netflix or, Mm. um, you know, uh, folks in the entertainment industry, um, you know, all across the spectrum. Uh, It's interesting because the the recall campaign, you know, they've raised a couple million dollars and that helped them push the organizing effort over the line to get this thing on the ballot. But ever since it qualified, they're their fundraising has really slowed to a trickle. Mm -hmm. That also gives the Newsom campaign a ton more resources to work with in these last couple of weeks uh, heading into election day. They're going to blitz the airwaves, you know, Mm -hmm. TV ads, Facebook ads, radio ads, all of that to try and make sure that Democratic voters know this election's happening. They need them to show up. Will it be enough for Newsom to continue painting this recall as a partisan attack, you know, an attempt by Trump supporters to grab back some power? What will he have to do to overcome this? Right. I mean, that, you know, it's interesting because he has not been that vocal so far about this Mm -hmm. election. And when he has been asked about it, he's given these you know, very similar answers for months now, just sort of painting it as a partisan recall and an attack on him by Republicans, by Trump supporters, um, and trying to sort of whip up this fervor among Democrats that way. As we've seen so far, that that hasn't been enough. And, um, you know, it's not clear yet what strategy he's going to really take to try and turn that around. Um, you know, even in the even in the most recent weeks, he has not really deviated from that message. He's tried to sort of ignore all of the candidates themselves that are running and then point to what he sees as his victories in Sacramento, particularly spending from this record budget that was just passed. And, you know, a lot of that money is going out the door to benefit Californians. There's state stimulus checks and all kinds of new programs. And he's really trying to point to that and say, look, I'm doing things. I'm getting things done. Vote for me. Let's keep this work going. And the pandemic itself has been pretty influential in swaying people's opinion of him. You know, as we're talking now, Cases are surging again. The, you know, we don't know how COVID's going to look like before September 14th. Do you think that there is the potential for the tide to change against him? 
I think there's always the potential for the tide to change against him, but I don't know that the pandemic is going to be the issue that does it. Um, Mm. You know, you would be surprised looking at these uh, breakdowns. Um, There's a lot of things that Gavin Newsom gets bad marks from the public on, you know, like homelessness, for example. The pandemic Mm -hmm. is not one of them. Overall, a majority of people do really support the... um, you know, direction he's taken on the pandemic from the beginning, being very aggressive about restrictions and trying to take this on. And so, you know, even after some of these really terrible months we had in the winter, you know, with these record surges and and things like that, you know, the public did not really turn against him on this issue. So it is not something that the recall organizers have emphasized in their messaging. They're really focused on crime, homelessness, the high cost of living in California, wildfires, things like that. Um, and and it remains to be seen whether, you know, even with another surge, as we're seeing right now with the Delta variant, that that's really going to be the thing to knock him off his perch. Mm-hmm. I've heard some pessimists think that, you know, part of the reopening week decision and some of these, you know, lessening of restrictions was tied to Newsom's awareness of this recall effort and, you know, being motivated to open up the economy again. Do you do you anticipate some of his guidance moving forward to be informed by this looming election? I think it's really impossible to separate those things. You know, um, absolutely. We've seen him so far for for weeks now dodging questions about whether he would reimpose a mask mandate as mm-hmm. LA County has done as many counties in the area have recommended so far and he's just sort of he doesn't even want to touch that i think because i don't know that that's really based in in public health policy so much as a a real nervousness around projecting the image that california is going backwards on the pandemic and so i think you know I think anyone would be foolish, you know, not to acknowledge that these things are very wrapped up together um, because he's getting a tremendous amount of pressure from from these opponents who've criticized every step he's taken along the way, every public health mandate, every restriction, saying that he's, Mm -hmm. you know, ruling by executive order. He's trying to be a king. He's, you know, not following the science, all these kinds of criticisms. So, um, you know, absolutely that that weighs very heavily on any kind of discussion that you're having about the recall itself. Well, September 14th is certainly around the corner. Alexi, thank you very much for preparing us for the conversations ahead around the recall election. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Alexei Kosov is a state capital reporter for The Chronicle. You can read his reporting on the Newsom recall and other state politics stories on sfchronicle.com or on The Chronicle app. Thank you to King Kaufman for producing this episode and to you for listening. <laughs> 